Hey folks, uh, my name is Dahlia, and uh, this is uh, the first episode of what will be a weekly audio log. I know there's blogging, I know there's vlogging, now there's audio logging. Um, but this will be less about my life and more so about um, things that are happening across the world, uh, specifically uh, in Canada, the US, and uh, the Middle East. I am a 23-year-old master graduate. Um, I finished my master's in public policy and I'll be speaking from my identity and my vantage point, uh, delving a little bit deeper into a specific political topic uh, or social topic that is of interest uh, to me and I'm just hoping that one or two people will follow along. Um, I am a Egyptian by nationality. I was Kuwaiti born and raised and I am currently a resident of Canada. Um, so those are all sort of uh, the different parts of my identity that I bring to this. I'm also a Muslim, so there is that too. I've studied a lot of politics, a lot of religion, um, Middle Eastern history and politics, um, Canadian public policy. Um, so all of that weird, random um, uh, experience is going to be put together into this audio log. Unnamed, but hopefully one day we'll figure a name. So guys, this is uh, the first episode of this audio log. Um, and today we're going to be starting off our first episode talking about a man who has made it yet again to the front page of the New York Times. Um, today it was for spending $300 million on purchasing a palace slash mansion slash I don't even know what you can purchase with $300 million. Um, and that is Mohammed bin Salman. He's the heir to the throne in Saudi Arabia. And recently he's been in the news a lot. Uh, mostly by Westerners who are like, oh my God, finally Saudi Arabia is joining the 21st century. They're modernizing. They're going to basically become a Western country as if becoming a Western country is the all, be all end all, like implementing a couple of policies that resemble those of uh, the West will finally rid Saudi Arabia of its perceived barbarism and backwardness. Um, exhibit A, women were allowed to drive. Exhibit B, a robot was made a Saudi uh, citizen. Um, C, um, cinemas were finally uh, allowed to open in Saudi Arabia. They, It's been an on and off issue, but basically they haven't had any cinemas for the last uh, 20 some years. Women are now al allowed to go to stadiums and watch soccer games and so in general a lot of people looked at the scene and they were like wow uh saudi is on uh, it's on its way to joining the 21st century and becoming much much more modern um i.e read as much much more western now is saudi going to become a democratic country anytime soon no have people's human rights improved in Saudi? No. Has political free speech been increased in Saudi? Nope. Um, so this whole reading of the situation for people like uh, Tom Friedman, who wrote the New York Times op-ed, that was basically a propaganda piece for the Saudi Arabian ruling family. I think that's, you know, as someone who is of Middle Eastern origin, this is a lot of what cheeses us about Western journalism and western writing is that a lot of the times the writers just don't get it at the end of the day these are things that are done outwardly to make saudi arabia look better on the world stage 
But then what he fails to mention is Saudi Arabia's invasion of Yemen under the guise of them trying to rid themselves of the Houthis that were encroaching on their borders. But in the process of doing so, they have caused one of the biggest famines in this century. Um, Yemenis are threatened left, right, and center with either death or death by starvation or death by mass sickness. So I think to, to think of the idea of Hamad um, bin Salman modernizing Saudi Arabia without thinking of the negative effects of the things that he has done, including jailing hundreds of uh, people in the last year, including uh, religious figures, religious authority figures, for just saying the wrong thing or perceived being perceived as being against him is something that goes against anything that should stand for modernity or westernization or freedom ideals ideals that the west has been preaching at the middle east for years but now just because he's included a couple extra policies a couple extra pieces of you know westernized policy all of a sudden, Mohammed bin Salman is being hailed as someone who is bringing Saudi into the future. At the end of the day, Saudi is, isn't going to become uh, a democratic country anytime soon. And it shouldn't. that shouldn't be the only goal for it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is Saudi still has a really, really long way to go. And looking only at his laws that allow women to drive as as the you know be all end all of what Saudi Arabia can achieve is definitely a problem. Um, other things that he's done in the last year, he's boycotted Qatar and he's egged other Arab countries to do so. He's pseudo kidnapped the prime minister of Lebanon and no one is really sure if he's still prime minister or not. I think that whole thing happened so quickly that people are so confused as to what had happened. Was he kidnapped? Was he not? Um, is he still prime minister? Is he not? But that's something that we can discuss in another episode. But at the end of the day, all, this is all to say that you can't just make a blanket judgment on uh, the Saudi royal family or Mohammed bin Salman. These people have positivities and negativities. And to be honest, to ignore the huge negativity that is Yemen is to do a disservice to the entire world. That's it for this episode. See you guys next week.